The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's the After the Show podcast, precious. Show. We don't care. We're about to swear on the air. It's the After the Show, so tune in if you dare. KVJ, get your skay every single day. It's uncensored. We can say what we want to say. Yeah, hello, and welcome to the... KBJ after the Sherbert guest for your Tuesday. Bird's got a nice little sweet lion hat on today. Rawr! Yeah. King of the Pretty jungle yeah, over is. here. Hey, he's looking fierce over there, man. Good, my new alien shirt. Yeah, you are popping. I've got my Dickie Ranch shirt. Oh, you do? I okay. do. Oh, the old Dickie Ranch shirts. Yeah. Couldn't, fun, huh? couldn't let me have my fucking moment. Couldn't. Nope. <laughs> I had Stepped to right on that. Look, Kevin, who's your favorite co-host? Oh, I mean, you're wearing my shirt, so. I'm wearing his shirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. What you got? Yeah. It's got to be a, that's <laughs> definitely a winner right there. Yeah. I uh, got a bunch of emails to get to here on the show today. Thank you for all of your correspondence. Mail at kvjshow.com. We were talking about the little outbreak of measles. Five kids at a school in Weston Elementary School who got the measles. They say that uh, whenever the vaccination rates dip below 95%, then you might start seeing some of them diseases. So some people might say that it's not getting our kids vaxxed on the other side of the political aisle. It's because we're letting in too many illegals into the country. That's what Cheryl says. She said they're crossing into the U.S. and bam, all of a sudden, look, we've got uh, more tuberculosis. We've got syphilis running crazy in Texas and New York. (laughs) They're just running in here with all them damn diseases. So there you go. So. Yeah, you know, everything is uh, going to be – this is this is the thing. You know, even as we were talking about, to me, it's a, you know, a good little PSA. I'm, I'm from that side of it. And, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like going, oh, you can tell it's a political year. They're just uh, trying to hype up the concern and get everybody all worked up. You can't so. tell it's a political year, though. You can, you can well, see it on social media. Yeah, people it's turn just, stickier. Well, it's tough. Look, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I give full disclosure about uh, my political stance and uh, where I am. I'm an independent. I remain pretty moderate. I like to just try to be sensible, if that makes any sense. But, you know, if there's disease running around, I like to know about it. Unfortunately, I hate when everything gets so damn political. Luckily, I don't think you're going to be banging any illegal immigrants, so you won't get that immigrant syphilis. Well, not the syphilis. Yeah, thankfully, I'm good on that. The the measles, they say, just being in the vicinity with somebody. And there was somebody that was hacking up a lung in the hallway just a second ago. <laughs> Me and Kevin were in here. You could hear them through the wall. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like... It resonated. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It did, yeah. So I'm one of these people, look, I'm not trying to take any political stances on any of this bullshit, but, you know, I, at the same time, I'm not looking to snag a case of the measles. So can somebody give me some unbiased information here just so I can keep myself disease-free? That's all That's all brother's looking for here. 
Is that too much to ask? And if you got the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccination back when you were a kid, do you need to get this booster? Or like if I'm out and about and I come across little measles molly, mm-hmm. am I going to get measles now because I'm so far removed from my vaccination? I think we're okay because nobody really jumped on that. And they in the stories that I saw today, and again, I tried to go to as many different places as I could to get the full story, but went to about four or five different places on this story with it. And nobody gave you that information. So, you know, there's only so much time in the morning to get everything ready for the show but yeah i I don't know so whatever let's talk rubella (laughs) yeah i don't even know what that one is well that's the thing is kind of messed up like you know we said earlier was the bubonic plague popped up and like what bubonic plague like some of these things you just i don't give it any thought because it's not something you need to give thought to and then you find out all these you know germy kids in weston it got the measles be like okay what was measles again on how how are we with scurvy? Does that still affect? Can that I think affect? That's a, I think that's more of a vitamin deficiency. That was the thing that uh, would happen to sailors. That's why they would say to eat your lime. The British sailors they would say eat lime and knock away the scurvy. That's why one of the nicknames for British is they call them limeys because they'd be sucking on them lines trying to keep the scurvy away. And I think it was maybe a vitamin C deficiency. That's okay. what that is. So it's not like you're going to walk down the hall and, oh my gosh, I caught a case of scurvy. Okay, so scurvy's not a contagious You're thing. on a boat, you're not getting the right vitamins. Like an impetigo. Yeah, like that. I don't know what that is. Scurvy, I think I got. Well, I mean, I understand. I should say I got it. Yeah, it's not the, that was a terrible way to phrase it. But that. what you're telling me is I can still get scurvy in modern day times. Is what it don't sounds know, I, Well, I think any of these diseases you can still get, I think that's... I think that is the lesson here, is that these diseases aren't necessarily eradicated. They're just, we put a lid on them. They're still kicking Mumps. around somewhere. Mumps is still around. Yeah, it's, it still could be a thing, but, you know, like leprosy. Believe it or not, leprosy is still a thing. You still to go to some parts of the world. I think, like, there's some African nations that still have issues with leprosy, where people's limbs are freaking falling off. Damn. And their skins are rotten. Because they don't, you know, have the medicine that uh, we do. So, yeah, I guess to kind of know, it's it's all still there, but we've just got the medicines, if we take them, to suppress it. Dr. Astrid had said, yeah, the disease you're talking about, Savannah, because it's been several years since I was there, and pay attention, probably about seven years now. So the memories have faded a bit. But, yeah, they had had some diseases run rampant. I remember I was in a graveyard, and... They'd show where the bell was there, and they're like, yeah, and you could see it went down into the grave, and they tied uh, you know, a little string on the finger of the person. And they said, yeah, maybe or, or the killers in most of the coastal towns in America during the revolutionary period was cholera and yellow fever. In Savannah, it was cholera. But I thought I remember the yellow fever coming up. They were talking about that. So could have been a bit of both. But, yeah, it ran rampant through the town. And that's what they tell you. If you do one of those, and they do those ghost tours through the graveyards, Savannah's got some cool, old-ass, spooky graveyards, man, with people buried from the Revolutionary War and whatnot. Very haunted. And sometimes you'll get a tour guide, and they'll just make stuff up. Maybe. (laughs) We we have one. I think his name was Skippy. And this guy had so much energy. He was so good. 
And I remember Skippy. I'm like, damn. Full of facts, but are they? Every time you go, Skippy's got a different story. Hey, Skippy, how was your last night? You Skippy, know. you said it was yellow fever last time, and now you say it's rubella. What is it? That's why I always, I always ask that question. If, if there are tour guides or somebody that, that does like a Benihana thing where you're, you're making food and you have to talk to a bunch of people or you're always shuffling in people, sometimes people will go back to, to that thing a couple times within, within a week. And do you have to have backup acts for that? Backup routines? See what I'm saying? I think that depending on where you go, you should look for Yelp reviews because there are various levels of tour guides. This is a big thing in New Orleans. And I've heard podcasts of New Orleans tour guides talk about this, how they know there are certain people that do the tours that just make shit up as they go. <laughs> and they'll point at a building and make up a whole big-ass story about it with a ghost and a this and a that. And yeah. it, none of it's true. They're just amusing themselves, making up colorful tales. Yeah, I, I think the Skippy do, because me, I'm, I always do my research. I do my prep. So uh, going into it, I kind of had an idea of what was up. And then after I heard the stories, I went back and checked. And Skippy was right? Skippy was on okay. it. Yeah, okay. He wasn't All telling right. me a bunch of bullshit. Cause it, it was fascinating stuff. Yeah, there's a, a house you can go to where I think the dude who owned the house was banging uh, one of the slave mistresses. Oh. And the wife found out. And so right before a party, she does a header off of the balcony. Oh, boy. Her ghost is supposed to be running rampant through that place you don't kill yourself you kill him i know right duh yeah that was kind of weird uh there was there's like a pink hotel or something like that and there's a ghost that's supposed to be in that and i looked that up and there's a story that goes behind that the other thing too is it'd be kind of maybe 20 30 years ago you could get away with that shit but nowadays there are going to be kevins out there that, that are going to research everything yeah that's and you can't it fake yeah, i don't know if you can yeah somebody gonna call bs and they're gonna call a company they're gonna demand a refund and then they're gonna dink you on the ratings if it was a tour like a legit yeah, tour right. yeah they could do research on that and yeah, they find out you're lying and making shit up yeah yeah, you get your ass busted now. I think the podcast you're listening to might be making it up. Savannah's a little different than New Orleans. It's a little looser there, too. Savannah is. No, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. is. Yeah. It's because of the drinking? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, I, I know don't do any tours in New Orleans. <laughs> well, do a reputable <laughs> one. There are reputable ones. <laughs> don't, don't do the BOGOs. Don't do the one that's like, you know, half price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get what you pay for. Yes. Uh, yeah, on that whole thing, I couldn't remember what the term was. I thought it was a dead ringer when they would put the string on the finger and the bell would ring up there. And that's why they had – there's a whole bunch of terms. You had grave digger shift. You had all those kind of like little things that kind of tied into this era. It's saved by the bell, not dead oh. ringer. Saved by the bells where that term came from because your life would be saved if they heard the bell ring. But could you imagine being in a graveyard in the middle of the night and you're ding, 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 ding. But my whole question ding, 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 ding. is – Terrifying. Back then, how long would they wait before they'd bury somebody? Because I feel like someone would have to be legit out for more than a day to think they're dead. No, what somebody was saying, uh, because they had a disease outbreak, they were trying to get the bodies in the ground as fast as they could. So because, no one else would catch it. Yeah. So when the body is out, then, you know, you're, you, you just got to. That's the whole thing. That, In fact, I, I think it was... I can't remember if it's Savannah or it was another town, because I was reading so much about freaking disease today. 
But there was one town, and a rampant fire broke loose. Maybe it was bubonic plague. And that's what eradicated it, because it burnt the disease out of it. And all oh. the things, because you would have rats that would have it and everything else. And it just, a fire is what took care of it. It basically cleansed the city, and that's what eradicated whatever the famine was, or the, not famine, but the disease that was running rampant. So uh, that's why they would bury them so fast. Because you. you had people dying of the cholera and the yellow fever, get them in the ground quick. And what it would do is they'd have shallow breathing and basically no pulse. And so they couldn't really tell. That explains a lot to me. Uh-huh. So that's why they were doing it. They were just digging, digging, digging. And I read something else. They'd say, um, it was fascinating. I don't know why I've been reading so much about death, but it was like, why are graves six feet? And they found it was kind of like the perfect length. And it doesn't necessarily have to be six feet, but you got to keep in mind, you got a coffin that is so much. So they want so much space, like two feet. I think a coffin might take up three to four feet. And then they also did it where the grave digger had to be able to get the dirt out of the hole. And they also still want to see the sunlight. They want to be able to get out with needing a ladder necessarily so they could still kind of pull themselves up out of the hole. Gotcha. So six feet kind of became the standard depth for digging a grave. I was like, just fascinating stuff. I'll man. tell you what, what term is kind of creepy. The term shallow grave. Yeah, it's never good. Yeah, well, that was it. The problems that they used to have in some societies, they weren't putting them deep enough, and then the animals get to them. Animals yeah. smell that, and they want to get a little meat or dig the bones up or whatever. That's how they find a lot of uh, abducted victims. That's what, It's always a shallow grave. They don't dig deep enough. They're I probably mean, in a hurry. So what a six-foot grave. What are you, lazy? Yeah. You, you lazy motherfucker. You put in all that work to hunt people down and kill them. Just dig yourself a deeper-ass grave. They, I, Some do. I'm sure some have. They have. They the have. Work. But they're, I mean, when we think about it. Somebody who's trying to get out of there in a hurry, and especially if they're new to that. Or paranoid. Exactly. They are going to, you know... And some people may not even realize how deep six feet is. Six feet, you gotta you gotta dig, man. Yeah, no, you do. Yeah, you got to uh, you got to put it in there. Absolutely. Uh, somebody said, uh, yeah, you said uh, slave mistress, more like rape. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. The slave mistress was not into no, it. No, no. Yeah, that was yeah. What yeah. terrible existence. And I mean, what you should do is you kill him. Right. Everybody need to kill that motherfucker. You emancipate the slave mistress, and the two of you are right. like, okay, let's party yeah. with all of his money in his house. Wrong person died in that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, dead ringer is a horse racing term. They would rig betting. By putting in what they called a ringer, people would think it was a slow horse, but they swapped it out for a fast one. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, it's slang for you would present a horse under a false name and pedigree. So that's kind of where that uh, came from. Ever since there's been sports, there's been someone <laughs> trying to figure a way yeah, you're right. to get the edge up. Anytime you've got competition and money or even just winning. Humans. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're gonna have someone... always tried to cheat. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Let us not forget, we got weights and fish. Right. At that point, you go, people are, they're doing, they're, they're fixing those kind of tournaments. They're putting weights yeah. and fishes. They'll do it in anything. But apparently the horse would look just like the slow ass horse. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference looking at him. It look alike. Then all of a sudden it got on the track and it, you're like, holy crap, man, how'd that horse get so fast? That's why you use dead ringer to say they're a dead ringer for so-and-so. They look just like them, but it's not them. So gotcha. that's why we got that uh, slang phrase from. Just dropping so much freaking knowledge on you. There guys. is, man. Is there going to be a quiz after this, yeah, Mr. Ralston? So much stuff. <laughs> yeah, look out. <laughs>
Look out. Um, let me see. Uh, also, Virginia was talking about uh, trying to get Rocco to ride a bike today. One of the suggestions was those Trek bikes or bikes you can get without uh, pedals is one way to teach them their balance. But we already have a bike with pedals. That's the only thing. Like, yeah, a BMX guy said take the pedals off. That way they learn the balance. So if they I have take their the feet pedals off, them. do you think I'm smart enough to be able to put the pedals back on like they're supposed to go? There's a part of me that thinks you think it's kind of a little pussy. I could see it. In your eyes. It is a little puss. I, I, I saw it when that guy was explaining it on the phone earlier. I could, I could tell it, Virginia was over it. Mm-hmm. She thought, she yeah. you're not four, you're eight. Get your ass on the bike. Let's go. Yeah, she said, um, we bought a Guardian brand bike, and my son learned in two hours. Take him to a soccer field, too, and teach him on the grass. Oh, that's a good tip. Okay. I was kidding. Take him to a soccer field during a soccer game. Yes. Well, uh, <laughs> look, you can bike through a soccer game, b- bike through anything. <laughs> I was kidding, but not kidding about going on the golf course. Kidding, you should definitely not do that. But have you ever ridden a bike on a golf course? It's, it's kind of peaceful. It's so peaceful. It's fun. Yeah, I've totally done that in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. The golfers must hate you. They always do. <laughs> Wait till my next stunt. <laughs> we're, we're awaiting it. I can't wait. I, I will. I'm moving my whole uh, operation over to Uncle Jerry's house because he lives right by the tee box where they tee off. Oh, that's the good stuff. That's that, the good that location. Is, no, they, I mean, I've messed with them enough in my area. They're expecting it where I am, but they're not expecting it at Uncle Jerry's house on the tee box. I'll, I'll tell you what's a good read. Mm-hmm. Seeing the one video she did that went viral on her Facebook fucking with the golfers and reading all the hate comments from golfers <laughs> who don't know our show. <laughs> who have no idea who Virginia like, is. Who is this dumb bitch that bought a house on the golf course I, and now is complaining about living on the golf course? Oh, it, it, was, it was pretty comical. They were just so mad, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that uh, one thing that Gen Z is doing is getting landlines. Kind of weird how they attract themselves to different things that we gave up on. Landlines? Yeah, they say it's kind of a hot new thing for Gen Zers to own landlines. I guess they like phones with cords. Because it's kind of a novelty. One girl said it makes her feel like she's on Sex in the City. And she likes the thrill of not knowing who's calling because it doesn't have caller ID. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, live your life. Have fun. Yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> uh, but Ryan from Lake Worth lets you know why that might be dumb. He said, my parents live in western Lake Worth near the Turnpike, and the entire area is notorious for poor cell phone service, including the 4G, 5G data network. And they've got a landline because it's the only way to stay in contact with the outside world during hurricanes. Um, they said the old-fashioned wall phone is also nice for emergencies because you always know where it's at. And you don't have to mess around with any glitchy touchscreen while your hands are sweating and shaking. Okay, interesting. But an iguana recently chewed through an underground copper wire, and AT&T won't spend the tens of thousands of dollars to replace the entire line for one customer. So it's really kind of annoying. We've had the same phone number since 1994, and we're now scrambling to prevent it from getting reassigned. What a lot of people don't know is that old and still active phone numbers and social media accounts are considered gold for scammers. It's because those numbers generally have no record of being used for scams, unlike the sketchy numbers from TextNow and the other free app-calling services. 
One of my friends recently had her 20-year-old cell phone number reassigned because she couldn't uh, afford her phone bill. The number was assigned unassigned after 90 days, and a scammer got a hold of her number. And they did a quick Google search to figure out who the previous owner was, what her email was, and wreaked havoc with her two-factor authentication. Oh, oh. that's what I went through. It is a nightmare, and it breaks the human spirit. Her Facebook account was first to get hacked, and whoever took it over was pretending to be her and asking friends to send her money for a dire emergency. Luckily, they did not have access to really good voice AI software because they would have been able to call any of her friends and pretend to be her. I've seen that happen before, too, when somebody will impersonate somebody else with voice apps and do everything from scamming to call an untraceable bomb threats. Wow. So if anybody is thinking of getting rid of their old number because they're moving to a new area code or can't afford the monthly phone bill, make sure you unlink it from every account, including email, SunPass, banking, Uber, shopping apps, etc. And two-factor it <laughs> to something else because once somebody else gets your number, they basically have your entire digital life. That That's two, crazy. That two-way factor thing, I'm not kidding you. It, it, it will If you have to go through it and you're not ready for it and you don't really understand it, you, you are, you're getting a lot of bad news. And it's a we lot of bad news. We had somebody use that and jacked my son's Xbox account, all of his video games and everything. And they kept going in and they had whatever Apple Pay was. And we'd have to turn it off. And for some reason, my wife had it linked to every card that we have. Oh. So every store I'm walking into, they're like, nope, you're denied. Get out, fuckface. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I need gas. I just have to leave the car and walk home. It was rough. I was out of my – They. it took me four weeks to get into my Apple account for, for anything I had. In my. It was, it was rough, man. And I, I didn't understand it. And I thought I was just going to go to the, the store and get it all just in one phone into the next like I always do. And it wasn't working. It's like, so blah, blah, blah. And then he started explaining this two-way. I go, wait, what? I'm like, t- texting Denny. He's go, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Denny! Yeah, dude. Right? It was rough. <laughs> what, a, what a crazy, I mean, it's just, it can be such a pain in the ass. Who wants to deal with it? My gosh. And then, yeah, you got so many accounts now, so many passwords. Ugh. So many phone numbers. Shit. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, you've really set yourself up for disaster. Just for the worst fucking situation. Oh, my gosh. I I forgot about how many old phone numbers you have. I feel like you read a lot of anxiety emails today. (laughs) (laughs) Is it warm in here? It is a little warm. And uh, Katie said, can somebody give me the best streaming formula so I get the best for my buck? Uh, everyone, the streaming stings. There is no more piggybacking. Uh, yeah, you know, here's the thing that's going on. It, it's it's changing. Here's what's so messed up. Everybody's like, cut the cord. I'm so free. I only got the apps I want. And then all of a sudden you start taking on more and more apps. And then they start bundling themselves together. You know what it's turning back into? Cable. <laughs> it is. It's turning back into fucking cable. You like got away and you're like, oh, I'm so proud of myself. I cut the cord. Guess what, Einstein? You bundled yourself right back into the cord. Yes, you went right back into it. Like, you uh, bundled, dude. Basically, you have to either go back to books or just fucking <laughs> go back to bundling. Yeah, because we didn't know. Well, when it comes to that, I, I did hear about that. You know, one person was saying, uh, get an idea of what you watch. Do almost like a diary somehow of uh, how many hours you're spending watching a certain show. Do you watch Netflix the most? 
Well, when you're kind of doing things, do a little bit of a journal. I mean, if you really do care about the money that you're spending, ultimately what you do, see what you're watching, how long and how much it costs. And then that way you can figure out. Okay, do you have Hulu? And you're like, well, when's the last time I watch Hulu? No well, shit. if you have a little journal, you could tell yourself, you know what, I never watch Hulu. So I'd like to try to get rid of it. And I almost wonder if some of the bundling services, they're doing that because they realize, oh, man, we, we've got one that's lagging behind here. We better bundle it. Yeah, let's bundle it in here and throw it into a package deal that somebody gets. I mean, you think about the cable packages. Weren't that, wasn't that what they were doing? Totally. They were throwing in maybe a food network or something that, okay, we knew we didn't have a lot of high numbers on it, so you throw it in with another package that people watch or a channel like an ESPN we know people watch all the time. Yeah, I think I'm going to journal. I think the first entry of my journal is going to be, why the fuck do I have Hulu? I like yeah, that. Yeah, it could be. It could be. That's, Bless that's you, Virginia. If you're trying to figure out what you want to keep – then they say that's how to do it because, yeah, right now I don't have strong recollection of what I'm watching. I think, okay, do I really watch Apple TV? How often? I don't know. Maybe there's a few things. I remember watching the morning show, but other than that and Severance, I don't know how much stuff I've watched on Apple TV. I haven't watched shit on Hulu. Yeah. And here's another thing, too, to look at, and this is kind of a lesson Looking at the most streamed shows of the last year, these are the Nielsen numbers that are out, and they're ranked by the minutes watched. You might want to go to a platform that has complete libraries of shows rather than, for instance, I've noticed with Apple TV, a lot of that is newer shows. Like I thought about the morning show. Now, they're complete, and I think they've run the full gamut, but that's one of few. Severance, for instance, is a show that I picked up and started watching, and they've had other ones that didn't see the life of a second season. And I'm like, what the hell did I do, man? I invested all that time watching a first season, and they canceled the damn show. I'm not going to lie. I think YouTube Premium's got a lot. Once you sign up for YouTube Premium, they got a shit ton of free movies. They've got yeah. series on there. It's a great recommendation. You want to look for a platform that has a lot of that, because the thing they're finding by looking at the Nielsen numbers is people are spending the most time on shows that have full libraries, meaning they're complete. And the number one show. Does anybody have a guess? Yes. What is it? It is one the show. one your Suits. Yes. Suits is number one. This is a show that wrapped up in 2019 and it premiered 12 years ago. 57.7 billion minutes watched over the last year. And it's on Netflix and it has eight seasons and you know it's complete and you're going to get the full story and you just keep going through one solid episode of, out after another. And honestly, I'm on season five, I think it is, of seven or eight. Solid. I remember. It's th- still good. That happened to me one time. I was I bought all of the Breaking Bad, but for whatever reason, they skipped two episodes. They didn't give me two episodes. And I could not Weird. get these yeah. two episodes. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it did. I wanted that completion. I yeah. felt like they edged me. Yeah. And I wanted, I wanted it. Mm-hmm. He wants it. You look at the ones that are doing well. NCIS was number three. Grey's Anatomy, number four. These are all complete. The Big Bang Theory was number six. Gilmore Girls, number seven. Completion. For the most streamed shows. Friends. Completion. Number eight. So, and Supernatural, Heartland. All those in the top ten. So, yeah, you're seeing that. That's what they're recommending. So, if you're looking for a platform, I would say, okay, who's got complete series in there? Because, like I said, I need to do a real deep dive. But my feeling is Apple TV and Amazon... Also, those are 
where you're seeing a lot of newly launched. HBO's been around for a while. Keep in mind, Sopranos is, what, 20 years old? That's a complete series. So they've been doing it a lot longer in some of the streaming services. So HBO, I think, has more complete series. Then go and watch. Do you have the Amazon Prime video? I do. It's not a choice. It's more because of the shopping, but you get it for free. So, But honestly, there's some stuff on there that I have watched and enjoyed. I think The Reacher might be on there, and I like that. Have you and heard of this one? They had the Jack Ryan. Graves End. I've not heard of that. What is that? So these guys were at the Taste of Little Italy on Friday night. Okay. And... It is like a whole mafia thing. Like it's a new, like a Sopranos kind of thing. Huh. And, and you think they thought people there. at the taste would like that? This guy was there. <laughs> this guy was there. We need to find our target market. <laughs> Where can we get a large congregation of New York Italians? You know who else is in it? Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Fran Drescher. Okay. Oh, geez. That's, Chaz Palminteri. Yeah, that's yeah, a that, great that's a good cast. cast. And, and William DeMeo what, is the one that wrote it and stars in it. What platform? That's on Amazon. That oh, damn. Good. That could be good. Okay. You should watch it. I, you would have to have shitty writers if it's not good. Agreed. He wrote it. This guy. Because he was there. We were talking about I don't about know who that guy is. William DeMeo. Well, now now William DeMeo knows that Kevin, if he doesn't like it, Kevin's calling him a shitty I, writer. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's going to get his... And then I'll get capped. Kevin's going to get capped. <laughs> In real life. Yes. Right. <laughs> Call my movie. Yeah, sh- may, maybe don't uh, criticize the mafia creator. No. I should go after the creator of Bluey. It's the story of 1980s Brooklyn. Oh, I mean, that's right up my oh, alley. Oh, that's so good, right? Yeah, that's, I, that, I do like that. Okay, yeah, that, uh, that could be good. Yeah. Always good, looking for uh, some new stuff. Uh, somebody looking for a little advice here on their last day. They found out I'm getting laid off from a company I loved and worked for for seven years. I love my job, but it's unique, so it's going to take some time to find a new one. My severance package is going to keep me afloat for months, so I'm not too worried about the money. But my question is, what did you all do after leaving Miami before starting a WRMF? I am extremely sad, and I feel useless and lost. I felt the same way. Today's my last day, and I'd love some encouragement. I turned it to pills and alcohol. Okay, you could go that route. I turned it to, to learning some more music and, and trying to – I mean, it's really three months off – Mm-hmm. That we hadn't had in a long time. It yeah. went from going fast, fast, fast into really nothing. So me and Denny stayed, and we we took time to really learn some new instruments and kind of channeled channeled it that way. Yeah. So th- that's a positive way. I mean, we, I'm sure we were doing alcohol as well mm-hmm. and some pot, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think if you have some time to take for yourself, maybe try to learn something that you've yeah. been wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. I've done it once the wrong way. I've done it once. The right way. After the Miami thing, uh, learning from previously in my life and career, doing it the wrong way, every day go up and do something of self-worth. So for me, a lot of it was I knew I had a very strong feeling that KBJ was going to come back. So it was a chance for me to really look under the hood of everything we did, have done, and to really start mapping out what we were going to do. So every day I would just pretty much try to put in a full day's worth of work going through stuff like that. You often have things that pile up and they get neglected. That's the time that you go through it. So that was uh, plan A. Plan B, I've also got a reading list of books I'd like to read. I never have time to. So that was 
the recreational part of it. So always trying to do something where you feel like you're adding to yourself and you're proving upon yourself, even though you're not working at a job. Doing that made my self-worth and it seemed to stay up. I remember, and I don't know if we ever talked about it, and if we did, I don't remember, but remember when there was the press conference when we first got back and there was, it was... What, do you remember what happened with that? I remember it was there was something that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, it was. It was uh, the timing on it. We had to wait until a certain time. We were coming on the first time we possibly could. And uh, the company that still owned our rights, they hit us with a cease and desist. And they said that, yeah, if you guys go on, we're going to sue you and then we'll take back. Because, you know, we had a little bit of time there for the rest of the severance. You know, so yeah, it was three months, kind of like this person where, you know, we were getting paid. But did we call a press conference and then the news came yes. and then we didn't show up? I th- isn't that what happened? Yeah, we tried to call and that them became let them know a story. That, we could, that became a story and we had to let them know. And there were people that had shown up because we couldn't. It was last minute. <laughs> we invited up the and, our, press. and our agent was on it. Yeah, and that's, that's, that kind of started at the beginning of the end with our agent that we had at the time was I was like, you know, this is your job. To let me know of legal pitfalls like this and not let me step in it like I stepped in it. And that's what I pay you for. And so I was very upset with our agent with that. And our agent didn't last much longer after that. Do you remember that? or that do, I do. Did you block yeah. that out? No, I remember. And I remember being very confused because we had called all the TV stations. And yeah. they all were either there already or en route. <laughs> And it was all like personal connections. So yeah. I'm on the phone with mm-hmm. like, you know, the Jay Cashmere's and the Felicia Rodriguez's. And then we ghosted and the, everybody because we had to. Like, yeah. Guys, uh, bad news. We lost a ton of money. Yeah. And yeah. we would, and not to mention what we would have lost uh, realistically. Um, uh, just being in court and paying for attorneys. For sure. It would have cost us a shit ton of money. And so, yeah, so basically what happened was we had to eat it, look like fools, and then, uh, like I said, shortly after I fired our agent. Uh, RJ said, do you have a new agent? No, we didn't pick up an agent. I just, I said, you know what? I I had had agents pretty much the whole time I've been in West Palm, and I I was hard-pressed to find what they had ever really done for me. (laughs) Other than take your monthly payment. Right. So I just, I, I was like, no. Well, we're good. So, yeah, we, we work without an agent now. I, I currently love it. We negotiated our own deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why get an agent when you work with a gremlin like Virginia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very aggressive. Gets what she wants. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, uh, that's what it was. So I, I think if you do something like that, uh, take a hobby, work on a skill. If there is ever something that you thought you'd like to do, learn another language. Take your time to do that. Go out, spend a lot of time in nature, walk on the beaches, enjoy the beautiful weather we have right now, things like that. All those kind of things. And make sure you get a good night of sleep and eat decent food. And that will help your mental health, your self-esteem, and you'll hopefully enjoy your time off. Skills, not pills. Kevin did it right. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. That's a good good little (laughs) slogan there, Virginia. Some people can live in both worlds. (laughs) Uh, a couple other questions. Uh, Jeremy says, I listen to some of your old shows from 2019. I think you should bring back Ask Us a Question, where if you can't answer, uh, we win tickets. Uh, and bring back Shout It Out. By the way, Virginia is hilarious. Um, ask, uh, I think it was Ask Us Anything. And, yeah, th- th- that's just one of those segments that you hit a wall with it pretty quick because you start recycling questions. And, and they're, they're never hard hitting enough. Yeah, you get that. It's it's 
kind of like a what did I lick and all that stuff where it's it just either yeah we're we're not going to go there or it's it's just too predictable so you got to bury it for a while and then you know one day eventually when people forget it like I almost forgot what it was what's what's <laughs> shouted out I forgot it I don't know I have no idea what shouted out is <laughs> I have no clue anybody know what that bit was shout it out uh uh-uh. uh I don't even remember. It sounds fun. I like shouting. I do, too. I (laughs) honestly do not remember that. Everybody knows you love shouting. I I talk. But honestly, with that said, the fucking nerve on you to ever call anybody out about the volume of a voice is insane. What are you talking about? Yeah. My friend whispers over here. (laughs) Good gosh. (laughs) Uh, One person said, when are you going back to plead the fifth again? Kind of on the same thing. But you see, like, ask us anything. Plead the fifth. It was all tough questions. Yeah. Trying to get prying stuff. And. Yeah, I know, you know, you always have new audience, but it's it, it's tough um, to kind of go back. So we, we let them rest for a while and then maybe new things will come up and life goes by. I mean, headphone karaoke, we'd what, buried that for 10 years? Yeah. Theoretically, it really Spend didn't Spend a minute. Yeah, it's back. And we're kind of doing that again. So It was saved by the bell. Yes, there you go, Virginia. <laughs> it sounds Full like circle. Shout It Out might be too, if we can ever figure what do you out mean? the fuck it's called. We just got to know what Shout It Out is. <laughs> yeah, can that person that wrote that please give us a short two-line description of what Shout It Out was? Yeah. From what I hear, not only is the bit hilarious, so is Virginia. Yeah, so <laughs> is Virginia, so hilarious. All right, uh, you got any other questions? You can always hit us up, mail at kbjshow.com, M-A-I-L at kbjshow.com. Y'all enjoy your day. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.